The good news is when you listen at scale to hundreds of thousands or millions of conversations, there's always a mix of good with the bad. And one of the most delightful parts of of this work is that you hear the most heartwarming stories of a human connecting to another human. And no one would have known it if, if AI hadn't existed to find it. Welcome to the Strategy and Leadership Podcast, the podcast that brings you practical advice, lessons, and stories from senior leaders and thought leaders from around the world. The Strategy and Leadership Podcast is brought to you by SME Strategy, working with organizations around the world to create and implement their strategic plans. To learn more, visit smestrategy.net. And now, your host, Anthony Taylor. Hey there, folks. Welcome to today's episode of the Strategy and Leadership Podcast. My guest today is Amy Brown, who is the founder and CEO of Authentics. Amy, how's it going today? It's going well. Thank you. How are you? Oh, I'm hanging in there. It is a Thursday, you know, kids running around doing things. But uh, yeah, you know, life life in 2023 always has a, a little bit of surprise to it. So I'm just taking it day by day. But that said, I'm super excited to chat with you to learn more about your company uh, and your organization and you and your work. You've held a lot of really cool positions. Now you've grown Authentics to this you know sizable company. Why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about who you are, what you do, and uh, I'll ask you some questions from there. Sure. So I am a mom and an entrepreneur. Um, I spent the first 20 years of my career, you know, learning politics and government, as well as in the corporate setting. My roles were typically uh, focused in healthcare operations. And I, uh, it was, you know, during that phase of my life that I got married, had a family, had four kids. And it was right around the time that I had surpassed the 40-year mark that some light bulbs were going on in my head. And I I started to really wake up to this possibility of starting my own business and also dreaming about the kind of culture that I wanted to spend the second half of my career in. And uh, it was for both of those reasons that I decided to go out on my own. And uh, that was in 2018. And today, our company, Authentics, we consider ourselves a part of the conversational intelligence uh, technology uh, space. But what what we really do is we help companies listen to the everyday conversations that they have with their customers within their contact center, within their their call center. So, you know, Anthony, you've you've had to call maybe customer service at your health insurance company, or you may have had to call you know, a pharmacy to refill a prescription. Chances are when you called those customer service lines, uh, you heard a little automated voice saying, this call is recorded for quality and monitoring purposes. And when, when, when calls and chats and texts are recorded by companies, they store them. And what Authentics does is we take in that data in mass proportion. Think of hundreds of millions of customer conversations. And what we're helping, what we're doing is we're listening for the pain points. We're listening for 
the things that customers say they love, hate, whatever. And we're giving that information back to the companies that serve those customers. And so that's what we do. That's so cool. See, if if you ever wondered who was behind those voices, that's Amy and her team. I'm curious. Obviously, I want to ask you about your vision for your culture and, and what set that up and off. But, you know, from a business perspective and the concept and the idea and the model and the technology, you know, where did you get the idea for doing that? How did that first kind of germinate in in your brain? Yeah, so I am not, I do not have a tech background or education at all. I am an operations leader and my education was in social work. So there's no clear line that got me here, um, but really it was the windy road that got me here. And um, I just became really aware of, because I, I because I managed call centers and I would listen to my people talk to customers, I became aware of the humanity that was in these conversations. And, and also like they were just little data points, each and every one of the, you know, millions that we handled on a annual basis. There were little tiny data points that when put together, like could tell a story, a big story about, you know, what our company was doing well versus, versus not well and where they needed to improve. And so I got the idea just from working in the the business of managing customer service. And the idea really was how do we make sure that executives and boardrooms are, you know, in, infused with the voice of their customer in a way that's really authentic. And yeah, so that's that's how I came up with the idea. When I left my job to start authentics that one of the very first things I needed to do is to find a technical a, a technology leader to join me because he was going to build all the AI and the platform that was going to be required to actually do this at scale. Cool. And how's it been going? <laughs> really good. Uh, we have doubled and tripled uh, in terms of revenue each and every year since we started. We just completed uh, what's called a Series B. It's a fundraise uh, where you take in outside venture capital. This is my third time going out to venture capital for for investment so that we could grow even faster. When I started the company in 2018, it was just myself. And today we have 115 employees. So it's been a wild, fast ride, but it's been really, really rewarding. That's awesome. That is a very fast ride. What do you think drove the success of your company and obviously you know closing 20 million dollars in series b is no small feat what drove that you know that next round of interest i think a couple of things i mean the timing of our business the problem we were trying to solve was just really good timing most biz- businesses no matter what the industry is they they have they have realized that customers have have something to say and they should be listening. But the methods by which companies have been listening have been through surveys where you're retrospectively asking customers to respond to a survey. And that data source is just not ideal. It's skewed. Not everybody answers surveys. It's, you know, usually people who are either very happy or very angry. 
And so I could see that the market was ready for something that was more substantial, substantive. And I knew that we could leverage call recordings and chat data to to find out all the unsolicited feedback that was existing. So I think the timing was good in that the market was ready for something new. And AI has made such great advancements that it could really help make the the conversational data source so much more effective and efficient to listen to. So timing was really good. And then the other thing I would just say that that led has led to our growth and success is that it's making a difference when when leaders are listening to the voices of their customers and they know that those voices are representing you know, a majority or a a large, a substantially large percentage of their population. And they're talking about problems. Our clients can't unhear it once they hear it. You know, it's, it's very impactful and it, it moves them to change and to make improvements in their business and their organization to improve the customer experience. And so the data kind of speaks for itself and it's just been really well received. That's awesome. I think one of the biggest things that I hear from that is the unprompted, because I work with a lot of organizations who are trying to measure culture, engagement, typically with their employees, rarely with customers. Most people are smaller to go out to their customers. But the the true day-to-day stuff that you hear is irreplaceable. Um, I was meeting with a CEO yesterday who was out in the field, like going out with salespeople. And he said, hey, we had 18 kind of objectives. We hit all 18 because we went out, we really listened to the customers and didn't succumb to our existing biases or perceptions about what they wanted because the objective was to go out there and really listen. And so I guess my next question is, as I think about it is, let's say historically, these layers of communication from the customer and then you have you know employees 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 managers 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 and then the ceo or senior executive team every time it went through a filter probably because they were trying to protect themselves they probably wanted to protect the company not look bad and now you've been able to leverage technology to get still a a filtered version but it sounds like the closest to pure sentiment of the customer how are leadership teams taking that information whether it's good or bad and making decisions with it and incorporating with their strategy i love that question i love the way you've deduced from this conversation all the layers of separation and things getting lost in translation because that's exactly correct and you know, even though we use AI to listen, we never do so at at the sacrifice of the literal voice of the customer. What I mean by that is our technology can quantify, you know, types of complaints or types of emotion. And that's really important so that leaders know, okay, well, I should pay attention to this data point because it comprises, you know, 50% of my customers are telling me they're frustrated with our product. That's important. But it's also important to literally play for them the actual voices of their customers who were talking to their representatives yesterday or last month or whatever it is, because they're getting the unfiltered truth, right, from from the perspectives of their customers. And it's the combination of the visualized data point that's quantifying the problem with the illustrative 
voice of the customer that that we're seeing really impact leaders. And so you asked, how are they taking it? You know, we have seen executive teams cry. We've seen them, you know, become closer as a team because they're starting to understand each other's worlds and, and brought together because they're across functional areas coming together to truly listen to the voice of their customer. But also in organizations where the culture is toxic or where people are guarding or protecting their turf, we also see that when we get started with clients, sometimes like the truth isn't great to listen to sometimes, right? Customers are unhappy, they're frustrated. And so we have to be very careful when we're starting with an organization to make sure the culture is is ready to embrace you know, that they're going to hear unfiltered feedback from their customers and that the most important thing is to be open to it and not like get into finger pointing or blame games because the whole point is to listen as objectively as possible so you can problem solve. Hmm. How how do you institute that at scale? And And I ask because... It's one thing for a leader, let's say a senior leader, CEO, department leader to say, hey, I want to have better insights into what my customers are saying. I want to be able to use data to inform our decisions. And we want to make sure that we're close to the customer. Uh, On the flip side, there's people who say they want that, but really are resistance to the, the potentially ugly truth. You're selling a product that opens the door to potentially some challenges, especially, you know, if you're dealing with, you know, customers, how do you either equip your salespeople to have that conversation for them to be prepared? Because then they'll say, Hey, like authentics, you gave us all this bad data. It's like, well, it's just your data. I just gave it back to you. Um, How do you institute that at scale? And I don't want to say manage expectations, but prepare people for what could be potentially behind the data. Yes. So one of the ways you've already kind of alluded to it is our company and our team of of service professionals do work very hard to prepare our clients for what they're going to hear. Um, And we have a whole kind of practice strategy around that so that, you know, that our clients are, are, are bringing the right people to the table and we're helping facilitate at times those conversations providing kind of an objective third party view because we work, you know, across the industry. But the other way we help with that problem and that challenge is that the good news is when you listen at scale to hundreds of thousands or millions of conversations, there's always a mix of good with the bad. And one of the most delightful parts of of this work is that you hear the most heartwarming stories of a human connecting to another human. And no one would have known it if, if AI hadn't existed to find it. But between these two humans, one person shared they were having a really horrible experience or horrible day and the other person helped them. Or you hear patients talking about how a medication saved their lives or their daughter's life, right? And, and and when you tell those stories alongside the, the, the things that need to be improved, it brings the organization together to see how it, certainly the technology has the power to point a, point a finger at what's wrong, but it also has 
an opportunity to lift up what's right. And so we see clients using this data source to help remind their entire workforce of their noble purpose and why they get out of bed every day. Hmm. That's awesome. So how do you support the mission with data and then use the information in the right way to drive forward that next level vision? I really get that. And then what's interesting about any listening, any stakeholder engagement kind of thing is that people will naturally gravitate to the negative because that's what they're looking for. And and when we do strategy sessions, we always start with a celebrate to like acknowledge the good things. And then using a change management lens on it is like find the bright spots. How can you look at what's working and duplicate that, replicate that, put that within the organization to, to build on. And so as a leader listening, you know, I really invite you to your data is just the data and how the lens you bring to it is the lens you bring to it. Look for the to be improved and then also look for for the good things. So, Amy, as we wrap up, I've got a long-term strategic question for you, and I'm going to try to phrase it in the way that makes, makes the most sense to me. So if I look at the future of industry and we look at the time it takes to institute changes, and we also look at the ability for technology to micro segment, as in you can personalize to a level that's like, like you unknown before, like you can. So do you see in the future using this vast amount of customer data for brands, you know, to be able to better provide those kind of micro experiences or hyper tailored experiences because they can more effectively segment their super users, their detractors, their, you know, people who like yellow as part of their data set. And then using all of that data to really provide like an extremely high value experience for them. I definitely see the, the future but the technology being able to do that, absolutely. And it's not that far away. It's already moving at, at warp speed to be able to pers- personalize the customer experience. What I'm most excited about, though, that I think there's not enough folks talking about it is that listening to customers is is, is not just for how do we... How do we improve the individual experience? It's also what it does is it allows human beings that serve customers to understand, to understand the, the, the customers they serve, to have empathy at scale, to be inspired at scale, to design their business strategy based on this this data source. And that's really what we're after. We're less about serving a market that just wants to like fix, you know, each and every customer's experience at that individual level. It's more about aggregating the insights to change and transform an entire industry um, and to and to make sure that the humans that whether they they have ai or not or the co- the company has you know fully adopted you know chatbots instead of human beings talking to their customers having a workforce that understands that listens that has empathy is a competitive differentiator and that that's what we're after cool. i think that's absolutely true the companies that can better understand their needs 
and as you said, like equip people with that understanding, especially uh, we didn't get a chance to talk too much about culture, but you know, you kind of spoke to that is like, you're helping people be successful in their jobs because they help understand what really drives the customer. At the end of the day, you don't want to have a job where you're screwing people over nine to five. You want to help people. And so by better understanding their drivers, their needs, their wants, their pains, you can help people have a great job, which I think cascades across, you know, society. And so I think that beyond economic impact and big brands being able to sell more, that really it creates a great human experience as part of that customer journey. And so I think that's great from an employee perspective. I can only imagine the listing you do with your team, but also like supporting the engagement, happiness, fulfillment of the companies that use your software. So that's uh, that's really cool. Um, where can people learn more about you? Where can they learn more about Authentics and anything else? that you want to share as we finish up today. Sure, yes. Uh, we invite you to go to our website. It's authentics.com. It's authentics is spelled like the word authentic with an X at the end. So authenticx.com and you will find all kinds of resources there and contact information and would love to hear from you. Awesome. Amy, thank you so much for sharing with me today. It was really fun. I learned something today about a new way to, to engage with people, engage with organizations. And I really look forward to seeing what is next uh, for Authentics because I think it's going to be very big things in the future. And congratulations on your new, not new business. I think that's a, an amazing thing you've done. Thank you so much for this opportunity. It's been lots of fun. Absolutely. Likewise. Folks, my guest today, Amy Brown, who is the founder and CEO of Authentics. I think one of the big things that I'm left with today is the ability to empower your people at scale is what really defines a company that is successful and can grow successfully quickly. So what is the information that your team needs to be the most successful at delivering value to the customer? Is it understanding the things that make them successful? Is it understanding the things that challenge them or a blend in between? And then of course, don't forget your employees and all of that a lot of people think your employee is your number one customer. So make sure that you're listening to them, but also willing to take that information and do something with it. So thanks for watching today. Be sure to subscribe if you haven't. Uh, my name is Anthony Taylor. This has been the Strategy and Leadership Podcast. And I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Strategy and Leadership Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please consider giving us a review. We appreciate you listening and following along, and we hope you have a wonderful rest of the day. And as Anthony says, until next time.